0: magical place we could go so close your eyes
1: and make a wish for the skies with the angriest flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish
0: the touch arcade show is here Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 517. Just moving right along into the 500. Hell yeah. (laughs) So, uh, following on from last week where my two kids had COVID, uh, now Pam and I both have COVID. And we've just been dealing with that for the last week.
1: This is a Jared's, live from Jared's deathbed. We're maybe I, <laughs> we're recording. this isn't
0: the last episode, but you never know.
1: We're recording uh, at the Sacramento uh National Hospital, whatever the hospital's called here. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Sacramento National Hospital <laughs> Jared, Jared's in, uh, in the hospital with COVID, he's uh, the National Hospital, he's got exactly one hour left to live and elected to spend that time recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. So he's right now he's drinking a giant glass of orange juice that was one also one of his final wishes uh yeah
0: i'm just mainlining juice
1: yeah well Um, I, i thought it was really weird how the nurse asked you like oh is there anything we do to make you more comfortable and you were just like uh you were like edgar from men in black and you were just like sugar water Like, like, oh, this is all we got. I mean, it's like yellow dye number five, please. Orange flavored uh, corn syrup, good enough for you? And you're like, yeah, I'll take it. Hook it into my vein. Put it in the IV bag, please. How how have your symptoms been, though, with COVID?
0: Uh, Like, well, almost non existent. Today is probably the worst I've felt. Mm. Um, I'm also starting to think that my negative test from last week was just a false negative because. It would be too weird that the two kids and my wife all had it, and we we'll all share. We're all so close, you know what I mean?
1: Well, uh, because yes.
0: you can't really. It's you can't not. I mean, we don't have anyone to watch our kids because they had COVID, right. so we had to watch them. And just watching little kids, you just get up close, slobber, like you know everything. So it's like pretty hard to avoid. So I was really surprised that I tested negative in the first place because it just seems unlikely that I would just randomly not get it. But then again, you've kind of heard that with people that are vaccinated and boosted that sometimes they're just not getting infected. Yeah. So,
1: well, also I've heard too, and I mean, I've got, I don't mean to fucking um, propagate dumb, like, oh, I heard this, like Joe Rogan bullshit. Right. But like um some anecdotes among friends of mine, um, mm-hmm. particularly now that like these free tests are going out and people are just kind of experimenting with them because it's like, well, fuck it. I mean, I got these things for free. Like, let's get weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I had, I had a friend that, um, swabbed their swabbed their that was pretty sure they had COVID, you know, if all the symptoms yeah. stuff had been exposed to someone that tested positive, all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Um, and then with the two tests, one, they swabbed their nose and one, they like swabbed their throat or, you know, try to get as far back and. As they could mm-hmm. the nose mm-hmm. one was negative. The throat one was positive mm. Which I, I don't know what that says. I think it's kind of interesting that you can um, You know have like two samples from basically a few inches apart on your body and have different results, you know, so
0: yeah, um, I'm guessing it probably has to do with how these tests work, but um, <clears throat> I've also heard that false negatives are way fewer than false positives. Yeah, Um, and so if mine was a false negative, I guess it's, it's not as common of a thing, but, um, it also could just be that it took a little longer for it to get going in my system or something like that. And then, like I said, I haven't really had any symptoms. Um, I actually felt worse before we tested for all this stuff. Like, uh, a couple of days after the kids were feeling better, I, I had mild symptoms,
1: but yeah, I mean, this is why I keep thinking, I keep wondering if like, you know, we, Lindsay and I had COVID at some point and just kind of like, didn't think mm. anything of it because like so many of my friends that are getting it now, particularly those that have been vaccinated. It's just like, you know, I felt kind of shitty for a day or two, but I just like, you know, as I've said yeah. before, like you just wouldn't think anything of that if I woke up, no. felt shitty and then was fine the rest of the day, you know?
0: Yeah. And we, we, the day we all tested that the two kids came back positive and initially Pam and I both came back negative. Um, and we were surprised by that because we were like, man, neither of us really feel great. But then we were like dealing with sleep regression issues and the toddler being scared to go to bed and waking up in the middle of the night and stuff like that. We've not gotten a decent night's sleep in months and months and months and months. And it's just been extra bad the last few weeks. So it's like hard to tell, like, do I have s- sick symptoms or am I just like feel like shit because of general lack of sleep and stress and everything else going on, you know, and it's kind of hard to tell the two apart. So
1: <clears throat> yeah. I of, uh, uh Yeah. It's weird. Mm, we live, yeah. We, uh, so I was, um, reading about, I guess there's a new variant of Omicron. They're calling like, I don't know, like the B one or something like that. It's supposed to be even more mild. Mm. Um, So uh, I don't know. I mean, like maybe the end is near for all this thing because we're just going to have like a real mild, very contagious strain that just like smokes through it, like smokes it all out. And it's just kind of back to normal.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened with the Spanish flu where it started out and it was deadly as hell. And then it just slowly uh, evolved into something that just became like kind of a regular cold or whatever.
1: So kind of like the opposite of a typical plague ink game, really.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, that plague ink thing
1: was way off base. Yeah, way uh, off. Re, it turns <laughs> out it's really hard to kill all the humans on Earth with a virus. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So um, anyway, yeah. Hopefully things don't get worse. And uh, I'd like to think that I've had. Thinking of my last negative test was. A false. Um, maybe I've had COVID for a while. Maybe I'm in the tail end of it. Yeah. I think we're gonna test next Friday, because um, apparently you can test positive five to seven days after your symptoms disappear. Um, and both neither of us have symptoms that have totally gone away. But if they do in the next couple of days, then we're going to have to wait another, like, week to test again to try and be sure if it's gone or whatever, which is annoying. And then we kind of want to test the kids just out of curiosity because they seem fine. Um, And I've heard that you can't just, like, immediately get it again. Like, once you recover from it, you have some level of immunity against it right after. Um, Because that was another thing I was worried about. It was, like, the kids get it. Then we get it. Then we give it back to the kids. And then they give it back to us. And it's just an endless cycle. They would have COVID for the rest of our lives. But um, so <clears throat> I'd like to just get to a point where we're all negative and we can stop worrying about this. Hell yeah. Because it's really cramping our
1: style. Well, it sounds like you're almost there. So that's cool. You do, you do sound a little Hell, more wheezy
0: than usual, but I'm, you know. Yeah. Who knows? I'm a wheezer. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Definitely a little more congested and stuff. Um, I should probably take some cough syrup or something, right? Yeah, maybe. Something besides orange juice.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if I were you, I would, um, you know, look back to like the uh, medical advice of the nineteen sixties and or fifties, mm-hmm. and maybe go out and get yourself a nice pack of menthols.
0: Pack of menthols and maybe some leeches, yeah, and some cocaine.
1: Very soothing on the throat, I've heard.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, maybe yes. uh, a nice uh, a nice pack of um, mint flavored chaw. You know, you can. Yeah. Yeah, uh, pack a that's pack a, a big. Uh, I don't even know what you call a wad of chewing tobacco, but good. Do, do some <laughs> do some of that. Uh, Get some. <laughs> uh, a, uh, gas station kratom, maybe. Uh, you know, I don't know. The yeah. sky's the limit with with home remedies you can do here. You can drink your own pee. I've heard that's a thing. Yeah.
0: Well, um, my my sickness cure all every time is to drink orange juice until. I can't anymore and just pee as many times as I can.
1: Yeah. Cuz every pee well, see, you're getting
0: closer to getting better.
1: Yeah, but Jared, you want to keep those vitamins in your body. So mm-hmm. that's why you just drink your pee. Like the clearer your pee gets, the more you <clears throat> want to be drinking it. That's that's what I've heard.
0: I learned that from Waterworld. Yeah. <laughs> uh So you mentioned it's funny you mentioned smoking cuz I just saw a thing on Nextdoor today that uh there's a law or a a a what is it? Legislature, something, some sort of bill on the books that might be voted on, um banning cigarette filters from California. So
1: because of like the litter aspect of it or yeah, what? Yeah,
0: because they get thrown on the ground and stuff. Hmm. And um and it's funny just because it's like, okay, well, if you want to smoke, do it unfiltered. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, and also if you smoke an unfiltered cigarette, chances are you're not smoking it until it disappears. It's going to have some sort of butt left behind. Although I guess maybe like a little bit of paper and tobacco, shredded tobacco is a lot less severe than a, a little whatever the hell of, uh, um filters made out of. Yeah. But, uh,
1: we Lindsay and I went to a resort a few years ago for a vacation that was a uh so on the beach it was no smoking no straws like the like i think there was some Mm. other weird rules but you know and originally i looked at it i was like man that seems crazy like i you know i I mean i don't really doesn't cramp my style at all but yeah um that was the cleanest beach i've ever been on because it was like those are like the two things that people just throw on the ground right is yeah cigarette butts (laughs) and straws so yeah yeah i don't know
0: I do think it's funny, though, like a lot of the responses were posting pictures of all of the abandoned homeless camps around the river mm-hmm. that is just like th- the tons and tons of trash, like old carts and shopping carts and carriages and just ungodly amounts of nasty trash. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, those cigarette butts are really the problem. Yeah, that's, the, that's what <laughs> we need to that's, worry about. <laughs> which it's like, damn, you have a point. I guess you can, you can, you can be mad at both things, but... One is definitely worse than the other, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We we live in hell, so what's one more circle, really?
0: <laughs> Nothing matters. Life is dumb. That just keeps being my mantra. Nothing yeah. matters.
1: Well, spe- speaking of life is dumb, I had a uh, truly insane uh, experience this week with, um, mm-hmm. so I've been, like, trying to get into new music because, like, mm-hmm. i have you know, as we've talked about before, like, my musical taste basically stopped at, uh, you know circa 1999 Napster right so yeah. i've kind of settled into new music that is very similar to old music so just like modern screamo and punk music and ska instead of mm. old ones yeah. you know <laughs> uh-huh. so i, I kind of got into this uh this one weird dumb little indie band that had a new album coming out this week and it was it's kind of interesting watching um someone release a, uh, release an album in like the digital age, because like, I don't know, it's it's something that I just like didn't give a shit about before and you're like, I don't listen to new stuff and yeah, it's not on my radar at all. Right. So, um, one of the things that they do now is you do all this like social media promotion to get people to pre add your album to your library on, you know, like Spotify or Apple music or whatever else, which works a lot like the pre-registration for, (laughs) <laughs> um mobile games you know but <clears throat> do you or, earn coins if you do it no well that was, was kind of weird about it is um you know like thinking about it from the the parallels of the the mobile industry is um mm-hmm. you know there's a real reason to pre-register for a mobile game right because it's like you know typically the way they structure them is like oh tell all your friends because the more people that do this like the more free shit you're gonna get and all this stuff which right you know i don't know i i I, I know kind of how this stuff works, right? So I, I see what they're mm-hmm. doing. And, you know, all those things cost them nothing. So it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter if they give you, you know, 10 crystals or 100 crystals Look, or whatever else. It's a 4 you know. value, okay? But it could be a 59 <laughs> 99 value if you tell That's all your true. friends, you know? So I get the notion of of that sort of thing and, like, trying mm-hmm. to kind of, like, spur some, like, pre-launch virality and, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like, word of mouth surrounding your game, right? But yeah, I, I guess what's interesting about the music scene now is because everything is streamed and you get played per stream, um, the pre-ad thing seems weird because, like, if I found out about, like, uh, you know, some music I wanted to listen to, I would just l- listen to it then. Yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. I feel like the chances are higher of me, like, forgetting about this yeah, and then discovering, like, oh hey, yeah, shit, this was added to my library, I, you know, because I don't know, it seems like that's like a real moment-to-moment thing, and not yeah something you'd want to like funnel all the people into doing something like after a certain date. So I don't know, it was yeah kind of interesting. But so the other kind of uh, weird wrinkle with this of, of releasing a uh, you know an indie album in uh, Hell World two thousand twenty two. Is mm-hmm. um you know it was part of all this promotion, like you know, after I found out about this pre ad thing, I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Like, I'm gonna follow this follow along with this and like see what other kind of stuff they do. That's like, uh, you know, like borrowing from mobile games or or you know wherever that notion came from, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he started promoting this like Q and A thing they were go- gonna do on a Discord, and I was like, oh, okay, awesome. this is interesting. Like, let's see, let's see how this is handled because like I've only done, uh you know, like discord things where it's just like a voice chat, voice chat that people join. Right. And it's, you know, I don't yeah, know right. how you'd kind of handle that. Um, you know, without just having like a million people talking over you or whatever. Right. So I was like, Oh, let's, let's check this out. I'm kind of, kind of curious how they're structuring this and what they're going to talk about and all that stuff. Right. So it turns out, uh, the discord link they shared is for one of these like dumb fuck NFT things. <sighs> You know, it was like uh, like Crazy Koalas or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe they just didn't have a Discord and they're just doing it in this one. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on with this, but sure. Like, let's let's check it I out. And then, like, what happened, and, you know, I was, I was, like, in my mind, I was imagining, like, oh, cool. They're going to, like, do some, like, kind of, like, private stream event where they, like, play the new album or, you know, talk about its production or, you know, mm. it, like, a lot of, like, really interesting things that I feel like you could talk about and mm-hmm. releasing an album in 2022, right? Like, the creative mm-hmm. process surrounding, like, you know, uh, working in a studio during COVID and, and all this other stuff, right? Yeah. But no, instead it was, like, this, like, QVC presentation that, like, had the vibes of um, kind of, like, getting, like, roped, like, when, when a friend invites you over to the, their house and it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a bunch of wine. Like, surprise, it's a multi-level marketing wine party. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, that. it was that... Exact same vibe, but fucking NFTs. <laughs> it's like you know, I've been thinking about getting a timeshare. Anybody here want to get in on a timeshare? Yeah, I just I just like couldn't believe it. And like um, you know, doing doing a little bit more research on the company that was like putting out these NFTs, it seems like now there's these different outfits that I assume are like going after these different like artists or you know, musicians or whatever else, and they are like, mm-hmm. hey, you want an NFT? We'll do all the work and give you x percent you know you just need to promote it yeah um because yeah this place is like they could describe themselves as like a white glove nft service where they like Mm. do all this shit and everything else It's just like i don't know like i i totally get the struggle of musicians in this day and age like particularly when you get paid you know like a millionth of a cent for someone listening Mm -hmm. to your song on spotify or whatever and needing to come up with alternative revenue sources and everything else but i just like i don't know who is buying these things
0: I don't know. that's my whole question with all this stuff is who is buying them except for like rich people that brag about buying them, Yeah, I, I think to try and increase their
1: value i just I just like don't I just don't know about mm-hmm. i mean, like it just seems like all this stuff is getting so weird and so out there yeah. that I don't I don't know. like I, I almost wonder with like with that whole space, if we're going through like the the equivalent of like the race to the bottom of the app store, right? where yeah. Because like when I first heard about um you kind of like NFTs in relation to like art and music, it was um uh, I think his name was Mike Shinoda from uh what Lincoln Park, right? The lead lead guy of Lincoln Park or something like mm-hmm. that. Like mm-hmm. he sold an NFT that was like ownership of some like musical track that he put together. You know, and and, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. was kind of like what, when I saw that I was like, Oh, okay, that's kind of an interesting use of blockchain technology is like you know using this thing as like a signifier of like who owns this digital thing that can be copied a million times and shared around or whatever is like if you hold this token you're the one that actually owns it and everyone else just has copies of it i was like that's kind of neat i guess and and now you know what a year later or whatever we've just kind of fallen down the rabbit hole of like hard to believe this is reality that we're living in (laughs) with some of this stuff you know
0: i i own this bad avatar art (laughs) yes yeah and like
1: you did you see that uh jimmy fallon clip where they were like showing off their like ape (laughs) nfts and stuff i don't know like between like truly bizarre i I know like i mean i feel like i say this all the time but i mean like god between like all this covid shit we've been dealing with like uh all the supply chain stuff like how you still really can't get anything how it seems like everything that i want i'm just waiting for this like nebulous thing to happen or or ship yeah. or arrive on a, a freight container that's stuck somewhere and then you yeah, add all this like nft garbage into the mix it's like hard, genuinely hard to believe this is our reality now it's super
0: idiocracy realized yeah like, i feel like we're we're steps away from like true idiocracy level yeah of, of the real world being that way
1: and, like, I, I'm kind of curious how this is – and, you know, I, clearly, I, you know, you've seen how this is – the NFT thing is sort of trying to weasel its way into games, right? With, like, oh, yeah. some of these bigger publishers um, kind of, like, uh, testing the waters with uh, what they're calling, like, a play-to-earn model. Oh, I hate and, that term. Yes. Dude, awful, right? Like, it's it's one of these things, like, I don't know why they – like, you don't come up with a better name for this sort of stuff. Like – yeah, that alone just sounds so gnarly to me. I mean, like, I yeah, I don't know. But but it's just one of these things like I don't really know who wants any of this stuff. You know, it was like mysterious enough to figure out like who wants to buy like the grumpy goat avatar or whatever. Yeah, because I, I, I don't know. I don't think
0: anybody does. I think they're trying to create like this false hype sort of thing where people are like. Oh man, I gotta buy one of those NFTs because that's what everyone's doing right now. And um, I don't know, I don't get it. I think it's easily enough ignored, but once it starts invading things I care about, like games and stuff, and it's going to be hard to turn away from. Yeah. And you've definitely seen a few games come out that have play to earn or whatever. You know, like you play it and you can get whatever crypto from it and stuff. Well, and,
1: I, um, I, I guess it's like, like with the play to earn stuff, what I genuinely don't understand about uh, about how so much of this crypto stuff is like using um, you know, like tying this all to Ethereum or whatever seems like the weirdest solution when like just a simple database would be better. I mean, like, you know, on Steam, you've been able to have like your Steam inventory and like yeah. earn cards yeah. playing games and, you know, have right. like you know Team Fortress 2 hats and you know every other game that's had cosmetics so you can like trade yeah. and sell and otherwise and like
0: but these ones you know. are verified to be
1: uh, but, unique. I mean that's Un- uniquely yours. I, I just like don't understand how um you know if we have this existing thing that's worked fine for yeah. years now. I mean like god I remember buying um you know dumb Team Fortress 2 cosmetic stuff from other players on the Steam marketplace like 10 years ago now yeah you know and that and that's been around operating fine since then or more (laughs) yeah um i just i just genuinely don't understand the need to tie this to this like crazy technology that is entirely dependent on countless computers running at 100 percent power utilization around the world 24 hours a day yeah you know like it's just I, i don't i don't know because if you want to do cosmetics that are tradable and assign a value to them and like create a marketplace that players can trade them and all that stuff, like why yeah. why does why does it need to be like consuming the power of like several small countries combined to do that? Right? Like, I guess you just don't get it. I guess, guess I don't. you just don't get it. I guess I don't.
0: Uh, you mentioned something that triggered this for me, but um, the Steam Deck
1: has a release date. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? Sure. The, so the, uh, is, do you have a, a Q1 or a Q2 release? I or have a Q2. So do I. Like, literally everyone I know has, I don't know any single person that has a Q1 yeah. launch date, which, like, I don't know. So what they announced this week is the uh, they're going to start, sh- are they going to start shipping on the 25th? They're just, like, notifications. The 27th.
0: And- so the 25th is the day that the first... Set of people that are in line for reservations get an email that basically says, Hey, pay the rest for your steam deck.
1: Yeah, I think you have like and, three uh, days, three to, days to yeah. do it.
0: And if you don't, you lose your spot and it moves on to the next person in line or whatever. Yeah. which all of this, I feel like is such a good way to do a pre-order of something, right? Yeah, like you put a little money down, you're getting in line, and then it's like pay up or get out of the way and
1: let other people through. Um <clears throat> I almost I think I think if you really want to do this like the a super fair way it would be like hey you have 24 hours to or you know like a tiered kind of like raffle pool right where it's like mm-hmm. you know you got 24 hours to buy a $10 you know ticket whatever you want to call it I mean $10 should be applied to And then the, the order is just random. The order is just random because like you know the, the problem with with how we're doing stuff now with these things it's like basically rewarding whoever hits refresh at the right time and is able to like mash their way through the checkout process first right we
0: both had problems too because Mm -hmm. the steam marketplace was uh getting screwed up during our time trying to buy one it was like over an hour of trying before anything finally went through so it's like hopes of being early in that line were screwed through no fault of our own yeah right right Um, right so i kind of agree with you yeah like 24 hours everyone gets to sign up for what they want and and say they want a reservation and then it's just a random generated line yeah yeah i i like that idea
1: better yeah random line and then it's like you know you got a a grace period to pay if not you get booted we pull another ticket like yeah i think that's a pretty good way to do stuff yeah maybe
0: maybe steam deck 2 if you're listening valve um but Dave I, is probably listening.
1: Right I now. suspect that they're going to, well, so I don't know. I'm, I'm a really, I, I could really be uh, persuaded in either way and can make uh, both arguments of like, they're either going to like blow through this line really quickly as people that were like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really feel like spending 700 bucks. I just threw $10 down because I had steam credit and who cares? And yeah. it was yeah. refundable, so whatever. But right. then like, you know, the other way you could argue is like, PC gaming has gotten so unbelievably expensive where like a video card now yeah. costs $2,000. Yeah. So like really, if you don't have a gaming PC and you want to get into like any level of accessible PC gaming, like even, you know, the 600, uh, what's the top end one, like 650 bucks or something 6- like that. 20 or something, yeah. Um, <laughs> That is incredibly cheap on the scale of like what it would cost to like put together a pretty good or, you know, decent gaming PC right now, right? right. Like, so... Right. So, you know, if you argue that direction, no one's going to get on the line. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, well, yeah, yeah I can't, I, you know, if you gave me $600 and sent me to Micro Center, like I couldn't even put together a computer. Yeah. Right. Uh, you no. know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, so it's interesting, too, that they said um, so they'll send you an email starting on the 25th, starting with the beginning of the line. Um, and then you'll have up to three days to pay the rest of your reservation. And once you pay, I think they said shipping actually starts on the 27th and basically there's going to go through the line in order and in that same fashion. Um, And they said that you can't, the one you reserve, the model you reserve is the one you have to stick with. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to all of a sudden get the cheaper one or something like that, you can't or the more expensive one, you can't. You get whatever one you reserved is what you get. So I think that was kind of interesting too, because. I know a lot of people like me included got the most expensive one because I was like, I don't know if you're going to be able to switch the hard drive. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're going to be able to swap out any components, like whatever. And I think it's come out later that it's going to be pretty likely you're
1: going to be able to swap. No, no, no. They, they posted like valve themselves posted a video of like, Hey, here's how you open the steam deck. And if you want to swap the, (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, I don't know, like, you know, the top end one comes with, you know, I guess a better screen or whatever. So I'm not pissed about it, but at the same time, it's like for the difference in price, like you could have bought the low end one and then bought like a way bigger drive than what comes in the high end one and basically been at the same price, you know?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, you probably could have bought the low end one and then like a two terabyte SSD right. for it, right. um, which <laughs> that that would be cool, like whatever. Um, I'm, I'm sort of like, I don't mind that I got the most expensive one. I'm sort of happy about that. And I'm not going to bother switching out the SSD at least right yeah. away. Because um, I'll make it work. I'll probably have to do a lot of game swapping or whatever. But I'm not trying to have every big game I own like loaded on it at once or anything. Yeah. Um, but I also I'm a big fan of not having to take this thing apart. and tinker Exactly. With it. I
1: don't want to do that. Exactly. That, that was my thinking uh, Some people too. do.
0: I don't. And um, I had to swap out the, the hard drive in my uh, Win Max, which was like not hard by any means. But like I didn't like doing it. I was scared I was going to screw something up. And, um, I don't know, I'm just not big on that sort of thing. I'm, yeah. I, which is weird. Cause I feel like I used to be a tinkerer when I was younger. Nowadays I'm like, just give me a thing that I don't have to like open up and do anything with. I just wanted to work out the box.
1: Yeah. But what really, um, makes me happy about my decision to get the biggest one is that like, you know, as part of that, uh, video, like the way that the screws work are just those like coarsely threaded, uh, screws that look kind of like drywall screws that just You're go just directly sh- into the plastic. The right. Of them. So <laughs> yeah, if you, yeah. if you take them apart and you put them back in and you like over torque them at all, like that thing's just like never going to be the same never again. Be again. Yeah. And you know, I just like, I, after I watched <clears> it, I was like, man, I'm glad I did what I did because like I just yeah. know that if I took that thing apart, like it would never go back together. Right. I mean, I'm sure I get it back together, of course, but like, right. you know, the case probably be like creaking because I didn't get it tight enough or I got it too tight yeah. and like, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. So,
0: yeah, I don't know. So I, I feel like 400 for the cheapest and 650 for the most expensive. Um, I, the, the anti-glare at screen, I feel like after the hands-on previews, um, it's going to be a subjective thing, whether that, is better or not. Yeah. Some people seem to not like that effect and some people seem to really like it. Um, I, I don't have, I haven't seen them both in person, so I don't really know. And I'll yeah. probably never see them side by side because right. I'm never going to know somebody that has, that's the thing Steam Deck without it. So
1: like the, you know, those, um, and, and they said this in all the, the preview videos is like, you, you just cannot s- tell the difference in a video or a photo or whatever. Like, you really kind of like yeah. need to see it. Um, I believe it, you know, in real life, which totally, yeah, totally believable. Right. Yeah. So, um, so whatever. So I, I
0: I don't mind that I'm getting the most expensive one. Um, yeah. I think it'll be fine. But man, I am I am I am jazzed for this thing. I'm happy it has a date. Um, I'm with you in that. I think it could go either way. Lots of people saying, "Oh nope." Oh yeah, I forgot I reserved that thing. Nope, I don't have 600 bucks. Whatever. Yeah. Um, or a lot of people being like, "Yes, finally, I'm buying this. <laughs> no questions asked."
1: Yeah. And, I'm, um, myself, I'm like super duper stoked for this, right? Because like. Yeah. Um, I love how the Switch has fit into my life where, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, just a good thing to just like play in bed while, you know, you got something on the TV or sit on the couch while, you know, like I really, really, really like that style of gaming I've found because like, you know, it's, it's very conducive to playing all sorts of things that I, you know, just uh, don't often sit down and, you know, get into these like really long in-depth games so much anymore right. unless like i really make time for it as opposed right. to like you know the switch is one of these or has been one of these things that um sorry my dogs are barking at being here but um <laughs> has been one of these things that like has really unlocked a lot of that style of gaming that um yeah. you know i just haven't done in the past so or yeah. I haven't done recently anyway you know same here
0: very stoked for it. so um My gut feeling is saying that it's this is all going to move quicker than it seems and also if you if you take q2 at face value that's just uh after march and march is coming right up you know what i mean so we probably won't have them as soon as everybody else but i also feel like it's not too crazy to think that like sometime in april ours might ship or whatever and if the, the Q moves faster maybe even before then so um i feel like in the next in the two to three months time frame we'll we'll have them
1: yeah, I it, mean, there's also might, a kind yeah. of like a, a third sort of like mixed future where it's like the queue doesn't move super fast, but it definitely like you getting it sooner than you originally thought you would. Like that's yeah. probably the most realistic outcome, honestly. Yeah, yeah, um, right. Which is pretty cool. So, so then that, uh, that just leaves like when the hell are we getting our play dates? Um, <laughs>
0: still, it feels up in the air. When the hell uh, am
1: I going to get the analog pocket? I know, um, I
0: want you to get that too so I can know if I should over overpay for one on ebay uh
1: yeah i don't know i they uh i don't know if i told you this or not but like so i even so uh when i pre-ordered the analog pocket thing um mm-hmm. i was like so uh you know i was doing the same shit you do when you try to buy something online right like you sit there and you know, i went up at like 11 o'clock or something like that you know like at ten fifty eight, i was just mash and refresh right like waiting right. for it to come up uh you know, bought it as fast as I possibly could to get through the checkout process and everything else. And I was like, Oh shit. Like there's some accessories I want to get. Like, let me order those again. Uh, so I had two orders, both with very expensive shipping because they ship from the UK, I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. and then when they sent the order confirmations of like what group you were in, it was like, I'm going to get my, I think I'm in like group, uh, group a or the first group for the actual unit itself. But Mm -hmm. like the fourth group, for like the screen protector and the case and, you know, like all these things that would be really nice to have for this, like borderline embarrassingly expensive little handheld unit thing. Right. (laughs) Um, and I I emailed them, you know, I was like, Hey, I'd love to combine these orders. Didn't hear anything back. Uh, Gmail gave me the, you know, I actually kind of forgot about Gmail gave me this. Hey, do you want to nudge this person? You emailed him a week ago. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. And you know, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Emailed again. Forgot about it. You know, more time passed emailed him yeah. again, you know, no response. They finally responded, I think like last week and we're like, Oh, but you know, we don't know if we can combine orders yet. We'll get back to you. And I was like, okay, cool, great, cool. great.
0: Yeah. I'm glad Logistic you don't know like the,
1: the, the, you know, most basic functions of e-commerce is like a mystery, <laughs> but I don't yeah. know. I guess it's a good yeah. problem to have for, for those guys, you know? Oh, totally, totally, totally. Um, um but yeah, and now that now you know this has me wondering, like, okay, well, you know, do I try to start buying cartridges? Do I just get get a, yeah. a good flash cart? Like, I don't even. Do I do the ROM thing and load ROMs onto something? And you know, I,
0: I think you're gonna just have to sit and wait yeah. to do any of that stuff. Yeah,
1: I don't know. So we'll see. I'm awful excited for it, though. I mean, I got it. I the hill that I will die on no questions asked if anyone ever wants to debate me on this i will go for hours is um the game boy advance is just like the best era of gaming that there is yeah
0: yeah that's funny my um cousin just asked me last night out of the blue he was like what's your favorite video game system of all time and i was like oh geez like don't lay something like that on me that's a really tough question when you really start to think about it but then i was like i was like well i think i know your answer is probably super nintendo he's like yep and I'm like, that's. I'm leaning that way, but then I think about the Game Boy Advance, and I played that more than my Super Nintendo, probably. And it's more or less a handheld Super Nintendo, exactly. So, yeah, um, and,
1: but handheld Super Nintendo, but with games that are like version 1.5 of like their Super Nintendo counterpart, like that. Right. That to me and, is, and like, with you know. stuff
0: that you couldn't have done on a Super Nintendo too. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's just my favorite, I think, game system of all time. Handheld, for sure, but out of all game systems even, I think it would go to the GBA, because that's just, like, my favorite era of gaming, Mm -hmm. and the one I spent the most time with, even though I still play the hell out of, like, all the consoles of that time, too. And
1: I think that, um, you know, I think what is so good about it, you know, looking back on it, what, 20 years into the future, or whenever it came out, right, um, yeah. Is that it's really the last game system that still used a lot of sprites, right? So mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. was pretty much no, like, full polygon 3D stuff on the the Game Boy Advance. Because I don't think you can just do it, you know? And, like, the most... There was a few. Well, but, I mean, you did have, like, 3D-ish games. Like, uh, you know, Tony Hawk like Pro skater Star
0: Fox on the Super Nintendo, but... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, like Tony Hawk pro scare, which is like isometric and that actually is still oh, aged pretty well. Game. Oh, it's you aged know? great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you know, that's why I think it's like such a magical time in gaming because like, yeah. you know, you go back to some of like the old classic Game Boy games, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, the Game Boy mortal Kombat is particularly notorious for just being like a true awful, uh, yeah. you know, portable adaptation of a, a console game. But like yeah, the Game Boy Advance just, like, didn't really seem to have any of those limitations. So, like, yeah. pretty much all the games that came over were really good. And because yeah. they're pixel-based, like, they have aged incredibly well, as opposed to, like, yeah. you go just a tiny bit forward in time to, like, you know, like... the First-gen like, DS games or something. Yeah, like. first-gen <laughs> DS games, like, early GameCube games, like, uh, pretty much yeah. a lot of stuff on Nintendo 64. Yeah. And you try to play those, and it's like, oh, man, like, this sucks. Yeah, you know, like how did why did I like this so much? You know, like yeah,
0: it seems so amazing back in the day. That
1: kind of thing. Yeah, but whereas you can pull up like any random Game Boy Advance game, it's like, damn, this is good.
0: You yeah, know? totally. Um, yeah, I uh, I think my big knock against the Game Boy Advance, looking back, is that it needed more face buttons. I think that would have changed things a lot um, if there was normal four face buttons and the triggers and stuff like that. But um, they still made it work somehow. Even, like, with the weird fighting games where you had to, like, hold select and stuff or whatever. So yeah,
1: um, it's also kind of cool in its simplicity if mm-hmm. it only had two buttons. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's, 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 there's all sorts of examples of, like, you know, Game Boy Advance adaptations that weren't amazing. But they certainly were. Like, even the worst Game Boy mm-hmm. Advance adaptation is light years beyond, like, the, the Game yeah. Boy. Um, right. You know, so I don't know. It's uh i'm excited for that it'll be cool i yeah, just i'm just yeah. so annoyed because i like, got the amount of game boy advance games i owned back in the day was, like but truly you unbelievable. still had them you well know. yeah i mean i i had a uh a full crown royal bag full of cartridges yeah so i don't even know how many that would have been because like yeah. you know back in the day like you know that was like just it came out like just as i started to get like uh yeah you know just about to have disposable income you know so right, right, right. and i always loved portable gaming you know so it was like yeah. real easy for me to be like oh it's thursday or you know, whatever game or whatever yeah. you know day new game boy advance games come out i'll like, oh, stop by eb on the way home from work and buy a game or two yeah because they were 30 yeah. bucks you know so it was like yeah. real easy to just be like "Hell oh, yeah screw it let's get let's get the new game this week
0: yeah totally um, um yeah. one of my favorite memories was um back in that era the early 2000s i worked for uh mm. A, a auto paint store and I would deliver auto paint to the different like auto shops around the region Sometimes as far as like 45 minutes or an hour away or whatever but um, we had a lot of like regular customers and regular routes and stuff like that, but um I, I knew where every like GameStop stop or ED oh, okay, games cool. or anything was on every route ever because While I was out and about like first of all There's nothing better than having like a delivery job where you're just out on your own and just doing whatever stop and get lunch when you want or like whatever but i would definitely make an effort to like visit every game store to look at the used gba games in the case or whatever
1: oh yeah and, um, i mean that was the thing too like god they were 30 bucks new but sometimes you pick them up for like 10 bucks out of the use case you know 10 or 15 bucks like all day long you know well
0: it's just like fun looking through a giant case of just the carts too yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like no boxes or anything to get in your way it's just like oh wow and then the stuff I would come across where I'm like, geez, why didn't I keep like that copy of like doom one and two, you know, which are like super rare now or whatever. Um, but I just had the craziest collection of cartridges and, um, gosh, I couldn't even tell you what I did with them, but just like hunting them was, was a game that was like a fun pastime.
1: So, so one thing uh, I did, uh, last week and I, I don't know where this came from, but I was just like, so when I had a, um, you know, way, way, way back when I had my mm-hmm. Nintendo, my NES, uh, you know, NES, and, you know, I don't, didn't, never had like a large collection of games, but certainly you know, a collection that spanned most of the classics of, you know, like Mario yeah. and Zelda and all that fun stuff, right? Right. I ended up, back when this was worth literally nothing in like the, you know, mid-90s, I traded it all to a family friend for <laughs> a, um, like, anatomical uh, spine, that it was like, like this model. spine model that was you know like real size. I thought it was like just the coolest thing ever that yeah. I like put a, yeah. a hung from a hook in my room. And I just thought it was like the <laughs> neatest thing ever. I hit them up on Facebook just on a whim. I was like, hey, you know, I You're don't know millionaires
0: like, from all the NES. Well, games. no, I was like,
1: I know this is like the longest of long shot, but like, you guys don't happen to have that like Nintendo and all that stuff that I traded you like yeah. a million years ago, right? And they're like, oh man, like we just gave it away like a year or two ago to like you oh. know some kid. And I was like, Oh, you know, I can't be, you know, it's, if you gave it away to a kid that's playing it, like, that's great. Like, you know, whatever, yeah. that's, that's cool. Um, so some other child, some random child in Iowa is enjoying my NES yeah. and you know, related my stuff. My first
0: experience with trading in games was, um, before there was like a, um, GameStop or EB or before like trading in games was really a thing, but there's the store called video game swappers. Mm-hmm. And, um, I traded in all my Nintendo games, which is probably like 40, 50 cartridges, the system itself, extra controllers, all that good stuff. Yeah. Traded in my whole kit and got enough money to buy a Super Nintendo Game Genie. And that was it. And so it was like, at the time it was like, huh, like what games did I give away that I used to have as a kid that were worth so much more? Like the dude scanning a man was like, Oh yeah, this is worth a dollar. Oh, this is worth a dollar. You yeah. Know? Oh, this is, like, this okay, one's 60 whatever. cents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, no, I mean, yeah. Right. And eight. back
1: then it was like, well, this has no value to me. So if you're giving me 60 cents for it, like cool. Yeah. Cause you know, totally. I mean, what I think what people miss now, like, you know, people that are like growing up, uh, as a, uh, you know, Gen Z or whatever that grew, just grew up mm-hmm. in the internet was like, mm-hmm. I was thinking about this too. Um, with the the have you seen these new Tamagotchis that came out that like have a camera mm-hmm. and all that stuff? I saw them at Walmart a couple of days ago. That's pretty cool. No. Um uh, you know, what got me thinking along the lines of that was like, you know, Tamagotchis for a while, like when they first came out, they were like the hot thing. You know, it was like the new, right. you know, this that's this year's hot toy. Like, and I remember my my parents bought like six of them or whatever, you know, thinking yeah. like, oh, the kids can have two of them. We'll sell four of them, right? And selling those things, I remember it was like. I think they just ended up like giving them away because it was like impossible to sell something like that. Cause it's like, what are you going to do? Like, so, you know, say it's like 1995, you have something you want to sell. What are you going to do? Take out like a classified ad, like, you know, go to a flea market. Like it's like so difficult to sell these things. So that, and that's why, you know, you just took 50 cents for your game at GameStop. Cause it was like, well, this person, this, they're going to give me something for it. I have no other way to get rid of this. Yeah, Uh, or you know, any other way to get rid of it is going to be so much effort that it's like barely worth it. So, you know, let's just go on this. And I don't know, weird times. Yeah. So someone on my, um, so I'm like you know in all these different like face group buy sell groups locally. There's like one that's like Knoxville yard sale or whatever. And Mm. I think what kills me uh, thinking back on this is that you know when when the PlayStation came out, that was like just as I was like deciding like that the game that i liked was these like you know wacky like really hardcore japanese rpg sort of things you know like the yeah. the more obscure the better right when it when it came to yeah. that and i had like all of the playstation games that are now just like truly unbelievably wildly valuable yeah <laughs> you know because like i you know, i just thought was yesterday because i was like sc- scanning through this group and this person like posted their collection that they're selling and like God, like the cheapest PlayStation JRPG that they were selling. was like $140 and it just yeah, like went up from there crazy. and I was like, Holy shit. Like I knew I traded yeah. these in for fucking pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever it is. what <sighs> It is.
0: Yeah. Um, so I had a, uh, I had a story I was going to hit on this week, but maybe we can push it to next week. Cause I think we got to wrap things up. I am recording in a room where uh, the kiddo's got go to go to sleep, and I know oh, sure. you got to bounce in what fifteen yeah, minutes. Yeah, and you need to, like um,
1: you know, get your last final wishes in order. Uh, if the there's a show
0: next week, if I'm still alive, we'll talk about uh, Joe Danger Games being updated. Hell that yeah. was where I was going, but um, yeah, I'm going to push that to next week because I'm feeling exhausted, and uh, the little one's got to go ninety night time. So,
1: whew. Yeah, I'm out of breath. I hope everyone enjoyed uh, Jared's last podcast and musing on NFTs and then once again grumping about old video games that we sold for pennies on the dollar. Truly perennial topics, really. This is all jokey jokey until it's not. (laughs) You realize that, right? In next week's In Memoriam. What what an ironic way to go out, though. What's that? What an ironic way to go out after I guess, yeah. After a yeah. whole podcast joking about how you're you're recording from the hospital and have an hour left to live and this is how you chose to spend it. Just talking about this is giving me a panic attack. Well, there you go. Um,
0: okay, so uh, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. And as always, uh, Touch Arcade is primarily supported through our listeners and our readers and our viewers. So if you like what we do, want to see us continue doing it, check out patreon.com forward slash touch arcade. Had a lot of new patria, patrons again. Um, this week, so I want to say thanks to that. And we also had a big time, couple of big time donations through our PayPal link, which is cool. I should start linking that into the, oh, I think it is linked in the uh, podcast post, but anyway, thank you all to that. And, uh, also you can help us out by doing your Amazon shopping through tetracade.com forward slash Amazon. Just click through our little link first and then go buy, uh, all the stuff from Amazon that you would normally buy anyway. Hopefully super expensive items in many of them. Um, so with all that, thanks again for listening. Hope to be with you on another episode of the Touch Arcade show next week.
1: See ya.